0: Now welcome your host, Kenny Ponty, and his lovely wife, Tracy. I hear she's a lovely girl.
1: for a joyous opening. Welcome I'm in everybody. In a
0: good
1: mood. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode 25 of Hillbilly Horror Stories and uh, of course I've got Tracy with me.
0: Hey guys, how are you today?
1: This is going to be without a doubt the most controversial show we've done. Now, every other show we've done, obviously, it's just been hey, this is a story about the Bell Witch or this is the true story of the exorcist or um, some opinions on rock and roll, that type of thing. This show is going to be different because what we're going to talk about tonight are the Freemasons and what are they actually? We know what everybody thinks they are. We know what the in general idea of. We see the cute little Shriners running around with their little fez hats, and we see uh, you know people talking about the Masons and they've got their ring on. Or we go to a funeral and uh, they've got the you know the G and the compass and the square uh, there, and several Masons coming by. And everybody just thinks it's like a fraternity or something like that, and what we're going to talk about tonight is the proposed, um, I guess we could say declarations of several Freemasons that it's not what you think it is.
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised myself.
1: Yeah, so I have done probably more research for this show uh, than any show, just because when you're going to talk about a subject that's stands to piss a lot of people off or turn a lot of people away you want to try to have your facts together as much as possible so what we will do tonight is what we always do we're going to give you our opinions but we're going to base a lot of this in fact and um I think you're going to find it very interesting. As I've said before, I've mentioned this show since the beginning of the podcast that I wanted to do it. I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because every time I started to do it, somebody would talk me out of it. Oh, you can't talk about that. That's just crazy. Uh, you're going to piss a lot of people off. That's that's just a subject to stay away from. But you know what? What we do here is we try to have fun and I think we do have fun but sometimes you got to be serious and I'm not saying we won't laugh and joke a little bit tonight but I think this is a serious subject and I think a lot of people will be enlightened by this broadcast tonight.
0: Well let's hope so anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: uh, keep the death threats to a minimum. My inbox is already full. Oh my gosh. We do want to start off with a couple of fun things obviously before we get going. Uh, Let's start with some shout outs. Uh, and then we're going to read a story. We've got some uh, uh, a couple of cool stories by the same person that I want to read you. And uh, I think you'll find it interesting. It's really nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I thought it was fun. I can just tell you, everybody's talking about they want longer shows. And i got a feeling this is going to be probably the longest one we do. So uh, let's just sit back and enjoy. So let's take the first shout out. Let's butcher this name. It's Vaniksa Zadi from Pakistan. Kuyamo J. from the Philippines, Robert Meyer from Indiana, uh, Albert Sandoval from Texas. Albert sent us a nice email. Thanks for that, Alberto. Thanks, guys. Um, Looks like Brita Willis from Chicago, and Sarah Orozco. Uh, Now, Sarah actually is the one who sent us the emails that we're going to read, and as soon as I can get my iPad cooperating...
0: Thank you guys for listening. We really can... Are appreciative of your continued support.
1: Yeah, you guys are, are awesome. And speaking of continued support, uh, I've had a lot of people ask about t-shirts and what you know, the, the what kind of merchandise we have, and the store we had on our website. Let's be honest; it was just screwed up. It never really worked right. I took the time to personally redo all that myself this weekend. I am in complete control of the shirts now. And what I did was I put together 13 shirts. Each one's available in black. Each one's available in white. Go to our website. You can see what's available. You can pay for it. Click the button. Pay for it through PayPal, and I'll have it shipped to your house. Um, so it's that simple. You know, it's it's the other stuff. Like I said, it was very confusing. There was too much clutter on there, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy this a lot more. So if you want to help the show and uh, show some support, you can buy a T-shirt, and that helps get the word out, and it also gives us a little bit of money off of it to help put towards the show. The other thing we added to the website um and, and you see a lot of shows doing this they ask for monthly donations and they give you extra you know podcasts or extra videos that type of thing um and we're not against that, but I'd rather not do that type of thing so what I did was I just Put a donate button on there there's a a section of the website says donate if you guys want to donate you can if you don't that's fine too but uh, it helps us offset the cost but you can put any dollar amount in there you're not obligated to five dollars a month or ten dollars a month or anything like that if you want to do a dollar one time and that's it that's great with us and like i said we know times are tough for everybody and if it's not something you can do Sit back and enjoy the show, like everybody else. We're not going to hold it against you. We no, still love not everybody. At all.
0: We love you guys.
1: Okay, so let's read this story from Sarah. It's actually two stories, and normally I wouldn't do that, especially since these are a little bit long. But I thought these were really interesting stories, and I think it will offset the rest of the stuff we talk about. Uh, Sarah, I'm going to try not to screw this up too much, but uh, you wrote this in kind of a font that's like almost like a script, and uh, my eyes are bad as it is. So let me give this out. So this one says, "My first encounter happened when I was about ten years old." Way before any of the Slender Man stories ever came out. I'm in my mid-30s now. My mother was very sick when I was young, and after a while, I began to sleep with her in her room, and uh, it helped her out at night. We slept in the master bedroom located in the very back of our home. We also left the the back bedroom window open to let the breeze in at night as we would fall asleep listening to old-timey radio shows. These were wonderful memories for me until one night. We lived right behind a large man-made creek. That was fun to play in during the day, but it was scary as hell as night. Nothing lay behind us but more creeks, and in the distance, another development of homes. As we lay halfway asleep, we began to hear the voice of a child. A little girl, to be exact, whispering at first for us to let her in, saying someone was following her. I know, you're thinking black-eyed kids, right? <laughs> Truth be told, we never saw her face. Again, this was all in uh, in late eighties. Nothing had ever uh, had ever been mentioned before. Her pleas became more persistent and louder, begging for us to let her in. My mother and I soon realized it was coming from the window and not the radio. She yells to the girl to run to the front of the house and she would call the police for her. My mom then tells me to run to the uh, run, turn on the light, and yells for my dad to head to the door. I ran with my dad to the side of the house and had an entrance. We had an entrance that led to the backyard. We were sure we would find her stuck there, since the door was locked and too high to climb over and get to the front door, but no girl. So we run to the front door of the house. Police is on the phone line. Open the door, no girl. From the back of the house, we hear my mom scream. So we run towards, you know, her thinking the girl or the thing following her is now trying to get in the house window. As we reach her, we find her slowly rocking back and forth on the bed, praying and pointing out the window to the creek. Mind you, the creek lay below our homes, a good 10 to 15 feet down. Standing in the distance in the creek, at eye level, with us above, we saw two dark red bright eyes that shone bright in the dark. Because of the glow, we could easily make out a head and shoulders, but father quickly slammed the window shut and brought us on to the living room to sleep that night. They prayed all night long, I remember. What that thing was, I'll never know, but guys, it was a huge, thin, and slender.
0: Well, I'd like to know how they even slept at night. There's no way I could have done that. That's <laughs> creepy.
1: I also want to point out that uh, Alberto and uh, and uh, Sarah both pointed out that they are token Mexican listeners.
0: Oh, yeah. So, That's great.
1: So she started this off, and I know this is her trying to be funny, as a uh, parte dos. <laughs> <laughs> I know my Spanish. That's number two.
0: That's number two?
1: Yeah. doce.
0: Dose? Yeah. All no, I know. Dose is
1: 12. Oh. It's uno dose trace.
0: Cuatro cinco seis.
1: Anyways. The only
0: thing I know is, hola, comestar, And that sounds terrible because I got a twang. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm that's sure, all I know. I'm though. sure
1: nobody Hispanic out there understood the thing that you just said.
0: No? Oh.
1: No. Anyway, here's the second story. Fast forward to a few years later. My husband, child, and I move into our new home near White Rock Lake in Dallas, Texas.
0: This is still Sarah, right? This is still Sarah. Okay.
1: We live in a little community on a cul-de-sac, surrounded on one side by a large, you got it, a creek. (laughs) We are night owls and prefer to grocery shop or watch midnight movies mostly because after my parents passed, I developed severe anxiety. One of these said nights, we were headed home from driving around the lake, which is also pretty haunted. We take midnight drives looking for the lady in white. That night, the air was different, thicker than normal, but of course, no lady in white. As we turn to pull into our garage, child asleep in the back seat, the garage door stalls and sputters. Our garage is in an alleyway directly connected to the creek. In front of the creek, there used to be a huge tree that split in two and the trunk, we often joked, looked like two huge dead arms reaching from a grave. Very visible in the dark because there was a light post nearby that lit up the the back of the area all the time. So as we, as we are stalled, I look towards the tree and realize after a minute something was very wrong. It was very dark and I could not see the tree at all. As I gazed upwards, I began to notice long pointed fingers that led up long thin black arms, thin shoulders and large oblong head. Blacker than the night, taller than the huge tree ever was, completely shrouding the tree in darkness. I froze and couldn't catch my breath. I finally grabbed my husband's arm to hurry in the house. The body seemed to be moving toward us. My husband says he saw nothing, but because I the fear I displayed, the following night he decides to ease my mind. He's going to go driving us back to the very back part of the alley to see if there was any evidential information that could explain what I saw. He didn't believe me, of course, but as we were driving along the alleyway creek, side he, he noticed the pavement by the tree seemed to be burned or black all around the tree as if it had been on fire but the tree was fine as we continued driving talking about what we saw something huge crashes into the side of our car on the driver's side coming from the creek we stopped the car get out thinking we hit a dog or something and there's nothing there we walk around the car to inspect the damage because the crash was so hard the car shook with us and it looked like felt, felt like it was about to flip no, not one scratch. Needless to say, he believes in me now. We hightailed at home. I don't think we drove out late at night for quite a while after that. Consequently, my son experienced none of this, but for weeks after, he would wake up early in the morning, 2 to 3 a.m., saying a large dark man was tapping at his window for him to open it up. Yeah. So That's that, freaky.
0: That is creepy, yeah. So I guess that followed them, whatever, that slender man. Who knows? Ugh, and we're
1: going to do a gosh. show on on the actual Slender Man phenomenon, but I'm waiting till uh, the two girls have their court dates and all that stuff that's involved, and uh, try to include that in it. So, <laughs> Tra- that's see Tracy's looking at me like I'm crazy because she don't follow this stuff like oh, like I do. But I
0: guess I'm, I'm out of that loop. Completely on that one. out of the loop. Oh. <laughs> but
1: we're going to do a Slender Man show somewhere down the line, and I was talking to Sarah about that on email when she sent me these stories. Um, but like I said, I am waiting because uh, for those of you who don't know, two girls, uh, I think 14 years old roughly, stabbed one of their friends in a um, uh, because they said that they they thought the Slender Man would like that it would imp- that would impress him. And now they've got court dates, and there's some stuff that happened, I think, two weeks ago with their attorneys that's prolonging it. But when it's all said and done, hopefully we'll have uh, some answers to that to add to it. So hmm, that's what I'm holding for.
0: That's interesting.
1: <clears throat> so speaking of interesting let's talk about this Freemason stuff. Um, I think we'll start off with me saying the same thing I've said on a couple other shows. I like to bring facts to the table. So just because... This is what I'm saying doesn't mean I wholeheartedly always believe it. I will say in this case I do though. I do believe everything that I'm going to tell you tonight, and because can this be I, the one
0: you don't believe?
1: No, dang it, no. And and the reason I say that is I've actually been looking at this this information and and kind of studying on this way before there was ever a podcast. There's probably two or three years ago when I first got turned on to this. So I I have watched and read so much on it in the last couple of years. But the reason that I didn't want to do it, obviously, is because it does rub a lot of people the wrong way, and uh, there's nobody doing a show on this. I guarantee if you look at all the other paranormal shows, I seriously doubt that anybody's done one on this, because most people are afraid to tackle the subject. Uh, I personally am not afraid to tackle the subject. I think if it's something that people are interested in, they should know about it, and I think you guys are the type of listeners that that want to know about these things just by some of the topics we've touched on and some of the uh, reviews you guys have sent us. You'd like that. Uh, we tackle different subjects, so this one's for you guys. How about that? Let's talk about the Illuminati. Most of you out there know about the Illuminati. You've got a, a an idea of what the Illuminati is. If you don't, the Illuminati is basically a universal network of secret societies that they try to bring an Antichrist kingdom known as the New World Order. What is the New World Order? Um, let's just touch on that briefly. New World Order is something years and years and years ago we're talking hundreds of years ago over in England um, they didn't like the whole kings the whole religion the whole um, uh, the queens and kings and knights and all that rule in the country so a bunch of people that were really smart got together and said hey we need to get rid of all this but we can't just come out openly and say we're going to abolish Christianity and we're going to abolish Judaism and and uh, get rid of kings and queens and all that uh, because we'll basically be killed just because of talking about it. So they formed secret societies, and those secret societies were set to be able to accomplish all these things without anybody knowing that it was going on. Mm. So that's the whole thing. But New World Order was was to abolish all the religions and just start over. That's the basics of it. Um the Freemasons are a big part of this social network. Matter of fact, they're near the top of the hierarchy. They've been around for a long time. What are the Freemasons? So the Freemasons, most, most of, we'll just say this, from the very top of the Freemasons, there's 33 degrees. Uh, most people join the Freemasons and they go through the first three degrees. It's called the Blue Lodge. They go through the first three degrees and that's as far as they go. Well, the upper echelons—we're talking the thirtieth degree, thirty-first, thirty-second—they um, start teaching them a little more details. For example, every time you go into a degree of, of the Freemasons, for ex- let's take let's take the first when you when you walk in, this is what they do to you when you first go in. And tell me what this sounds like to you. It's a little bit like a fraternity, but um, a lot more secretive. So when you go in, as and keep in mind, this is just males. They don't allow females, and there's a good reason for that. We'll get into it in a little bit. You go in, and the first thing that they do is make you strip down. Strip down to your underwear. If you have a wedding ring, if you've got a crucifix, any type of jewelry, they make you take it off.
0: Hmm.
1: They ask you if you believe Or what type of God you believe in. Not if you believe in God, what type of God do you believe in? So,
0: well, they ask you, like, are you Christian? No, they ask
1: specifically, what type of God do you believe in? okay. Uh, Or do you believe in a God? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter which one. You cannot be an atheist and join the Freemasons. Now, everybody in the Freemasons will tell you it's not a religious society. Why is it not a religious society? Because they don't care what God you believe in, as long as you believe in, a God. They want that ability to believe. Mm -hmm. That's what they're looking for. So you go in, they strip you down. They then put a noose around your neck.
0: Oh, that sounds fun already.
1: (laughs) They lead you to the front door of the lodge to where you have to knock three times. Then you come in. Now, I don't have to tell a lot of you that Knocking three times is supposed to be mocking the Holy Trinity. That's why demons. If you hear, or you are alone in your house and you hear a knock three times, there's nobody around. Most times, that's going to be a demon, and that's their mocking the Holy Trinity. That's why they knock three times. So here we go back to this. They knock three times. They let you in. They take you up to the altar, to where the the grand um, person is of the lodge. The grand poobah. Well, it's not the bah, but it's similar. <laughs> They take you up to him, and you kneel before him. Now, I I forgot to mention this. You're actually blindfolded during this. They blindfold you and put a noose on, so you don't see any of this. You kneel before him, and he asks you if you are ready, or he says he's got somebody there that is ready to come out of the darkness and into the light. Now, keep in mind, if you're a Christian already, especially if you're a born-again Christian and you feel like that you've, you're in the light of Jesus Christ, this goes against everything that you believe Because he's now saying that you're coming out of the darkness and into the light. He then takes a sharp object. In most cases, it's a sword. He pokes you in your left chest, enough where you can feel it. And he says that if you have to take an oath, that if you ever tell any of the secrets of the Masonic Lodge that death is upon you. They even make you take your thumb and go from one, you know, your throat from one ear to the other, making a slash emotion, motion, that you agree to do this. If you break this oath, they want you to feel that pain on a regular basis and you can look to be killed. Is this serious? Is this something that they believe in? Absolutely. Why do I say that? Because uh, the guy who actually started the Mormons, which was uh, John... Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. He was actually killed by the, um, um, what are we talking about, Masons? <laughs> he was, uh, Mormons and Masons. Oh, mix yeah. Up. But he actually done, did some of the symbolism, the hand hand gestures in church at the Mormon, and he was killed for it.
0: No kidding. And this
1: is a guy who started a religion.
0: Damn. Nobody's yeah.
1: safe. Yeah. They don't like to play, play. Now, the only way you can become a, uh, a Mason is you have to have somebody s- suggest you be a member and then once you go through uh, the meetings and everything there's a vote yeah there's a white ball white marble that that's a yes vote mm-hmm. and a black stone or black a black bald. marble that they use if you don't get and that's where the term black, black ball came from
0: so you just can't walk up and say hey I want to be no the, no way huh no somebody uh-huh.
1: pretty much has to bring you um, and do it now, every, what, the, what the Masons tell you is they're going to give you information that religions can't give you. Mm-hmm. What they're going to give you is this divine, um, this divine knowledge that nobody other than the Masons have. And each time you step up in degree, they're going to give you more information because there's no possible way you can be ready for what they give you right off the bat. So they have to give it to you in small doses, basically. Well,
0: then, I don't know if I'm putting the cart before the horse, but why does most people only get to the third degree?
1: It's not that only people get to the third. They just kind of get to the third and stop. But why? I don't know.
0: I mean, so there's like a fourth, a fifth, a sixth a third. There's a
1: 33. And 32nd is is kind of the pinnacle because the 33rd, Degree is more for honors, Mm -hmm. and uh, honorable mentions, it's more of an honorary type thing. So 32nd is the most. When you become a 32nd, you can actually become a Shriner.
0: But even if you're a three, you're still in.
1: You're a Mason, but you don't know anything. Because here's the deal. Well, what's the the point of that? Well, because here's the deal. Um, The point of that is, is not everybody, let's think of it, let's think of this as a major company. Let's say you work for GE, Mm -hmm. okay, and you're making washers on an assembly line. Do you really need to know about what the heads of GE are doing about a cell over in Japan or mm-hmm. the stock? You don't really need to know that. Uh, and okay. and all they really need for you to do is build the, the washers or, mm-hmm. or the dryers well, or I mean, whatever they're doing. It
0: makes sense doing. when you say it like that.
1: And that's kind of the way this is. That's why one of the symbolisms is a pyramid. you got the people at the very top, the mm-hmm. hierarchy, and the people at the bottom. And the people at the bottom are just designed to do what they need you to do. That's why you know, this whole thing about being a satanic cult or uh, a paganistic cult. You'll hear it called two different two different things for, for reasons. But the people on the lower level, and this is why I don't want people to get too upset. You know, your dad might have been a Mason or your grandpa might be been a Mason. But you know what? If they only got to the third or fourth or fifth level, they don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the, the head guys um, that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, they planned it like that. I mean, they specifically said in their books that the The people on the lower levels were kept ignorant on purpose because if they knew what they would eventually be, you know, facing or if they knew what eventually they were going to be getting to, uh, they would probably just walk and quit. Yeah. So they don't want them to do that. The Masons preach um, about being a better person, Mm -hmm. about making yourself a better man. That's why a lot of men join up. They think it's like Mm -hmm. a Christian, you know, fellowship thing. I'm not going to cut that out. That's how real we are. I'm not even going to cut out the cough. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, by, by stepping them up one level at a time, they can slowly brainwash them. That's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And they want you to have that belief uh, in some type of a God, like I said, to see you that you do believe. But then they're going to slowly start stripping that from you and put in their own
0: beliefs. So, so if... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt No, you, you're fine. But so... Once they do kind of get up there and start knowing things, I mean, are they allowed to quit? Are they allowed to leave? When
1: you're in, you're in. Oh. When so you're in, like you're in. Okay. Uh, obviously, they, they communicate with symbols and, and handshakes, that type of thing. Uh, the symbols we're going to get into a little bit later. Uh, but there's a lot of, uh, if you go online and just look, there's all kinds of awesome videos in this, and there's all kinds of pictures of handshakes. Like mm-hmm. there was a, uh, a picture of... Um, uh, President Bush uh, shaking hands with Bono from U2 and mm-hmm. they were doing the, the secret handshake and there's even supposed to be secret uh, messages that that you can tell, like in your time of, of need, like an emergency, that you can mm-hmm. s- say, because uh, most of these people, because they're all well-known people, they're in the public eye. You know, the big wigs of the, of the group, they're, they're big people. Mm-hmm. And they kind of own the cities. They own everything. That's why And we say that they're all part of this Illuminati thing because the Illuminati wants to take, you know, they're they're the the richest of the rich all over the world, and and they kind of run things. And we just don't always know it. yeah But, you know, there's there's some cool images. Like, for example, there's a picture of um, Neil Armstrong. Uh, And this is a pretty, just Google Neil Armstrong pizza chef hat. Because he's actually in a chef hat on the pizza, and it's in his kitchen. It's like 1969. But if you look at, at, at what the picture is, behind him, there's like a little, um, you know, these plaques you hang up in the kitchen. It's got a saying on it. But he's blocking some of it, and it looks like it says uh, something to the effect of, of God doesn't exist. Don't don't get the facts confused or something like that. And there's also a newspaper right behind the pizza, and it says demon written upside down. Now, they will tell you that these things look like they're just accidents, But the Illuminati and the Freemasons, they know exactly what they're doing, and these things are in there on purpose. While we're on that subject, let's talk about a couple of signs that probably every one of you out there have done that actually comes from the Freemasons and the Illuminati. How many people at a rock concert or what have you have held up the two hands? You know, you up the hand with the pinky and the forefinger up and hands Mm -hmm. down. That's actually the devil horns.
0: Oh, that's what that
1: is? That's devil horns. That is a secret sign of the illuminati every time you see somebody doing that now they'll tell you that it means you know i love you that's a lot of people to hold it up and say i love you that's what the the, the common uh known is or you'll see people holding up in rock concerts
0: yeah i've done that a hundred times right
1: that's actually devil horns oh and that's actually a a supposed to be a no-no now the other one is and how many times you've seen this you make a circle with your hand or with your with your index finger and your thumb and the other three fingers are up that's the okay sign mm-hmm. right okay yeah that's actually the symbol for six 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 get out and when you think about it you're making a six and you've got two <gasps> other fingers which triples it six 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 you will see in a lot of different videos two people one of them will hold up that symbol and one of them will hold up the uh, uh devil horns you wow. see it a lot where both of them held together those are signs that are out there that that you're told it means one thing, and in reality, it means something else. That's all part of the Illuminati and the, the Freemasons. They will tell you one thing with the intentions of it being used, knowing that it means something else. But if you're not in the know, you're just going to use something and not realize it. Yeah. So that's that's just some of the symbolism. We'll get into some more of it a little later. But I thought that one was cool. Albert Pike. He was the guy. He was in the early 1800s uh, over in uh, Scotland. He was the he was the Michael Jordan. Of this, I mean, you, you you look at the way basketball players think of Michael Jordan. That's the way Freemasons think of this guy. At the thirty third, um, uh, what do you call it? Masonic Lodge, where you become the thirty third degree, which is the highest honor. It's in Washington D.C. That's where you've got to go. You've got to make a large donation that they don't tell you about till you get there. Most of these people have money, so it's not that big a deal to them. But you make a large donation, you can go around the halls. All all the halls have pictures of serpents all around it. What's that tell you? Second of all, there's two pictures of this guy, uh, Albert Pike. Like not, not pictures of, what do you call them, like busts that are actually made yeah, yeah. into the wall. I'm going to read you from his book, Morals and Dogma. Now, this is straight out of Albert Pike's book, who was the ultimate Freemason. And I'll bring in before I even say this. You know who one of the other more famous Freemasons was? Mm-mm. Alistair Crowley.
0: Oh, well, that figures. His dumbass is everywhere. He
1: is in everything. So this is what it says in his book. It says, That which we must say to the crowd is, We worship a god, but it is the god that one addresses without suge- superstition. To you, sovereign grand uh, general, which is the 33rd Ark, we say this, that you may... Report it to the brethren at the 32nd, the 31st, and the 30th degrees. Nobody below that. The Masonic religion should be by all of us who initiate at the high degrees maintained in the purity of the Luciferian doctrine. If Lucifer were not God, would Jesus spread false and harmful statutes about him? Yes, Lucifer is God. Now that's coming from the head talking to people during the ceremony of becoming a 33rd Mason. So think about that. That's just flat up what it said. Now here's Manly P. Hall. He's from the Lost Keys of the Freemason. This is what he said. When the Mason learns that the key to the warrior on the block is the proper application of the dynamo of living power, he has earned the mystery of this application. The seething energies of Lucifer are in his hands, and before he may step upon or move upward, he must prove his ability and proper, properly apply this energy. So then you got two other people, and that was from, the uh, like I said, the Lost Keys, the Freemasons. These are two of the big shots ever, mm-hmm. Both talking about Satan, Lucifer being the head guy down there. Um, It's pretty amazing when you think about it. Yeah. But you don't get this information until you get up to the upper echelon. So when you're at the 4th degree or 5th degree or 19th degree or whatever the case, they're not preaching about Lucifer being a god. They wait till you get all the way up and then say, this is what you got. Here's another one actually from another couple of quotes from Albert Pike. He said Lucifer is the light bearer. Strange and a mysterious name. To give to the spirit of darkness. Lucifer is the son of the morning. Is it he who bears the light? Doubt it not. What they're saying. Is that. All the higher. Um, levels of degrees. Will know. But you can't tell the lower levels. Because they don't need to know. Most are Christians. They don't have a clue, but they're working still for a satanistic group. So they're still doing <laughs> Satan's work. I mean, they just don't know it.
0: I mean, I I don't I don't understand that. I mean, what the heck? They have to find out somehow, don't they? Well, what, what's happening?
1: Well, no, because that's the whole point of it being a secret. Everybody's so sworn to secrecy. Everybody's afraid to talk. Now, Jim Shaw, who was who got to the thirty third degree. Um, he wrote a book called The Deadly Deception, and he busted a lot of these out. Um, he said that when he went back in, you know, that he donated the money, he went back in and they wanted to meet with him. It was a group of guys that met with him. And mm-hmm. the very first question, uh, question they asked him was, what religion are you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, which was kind of funny, because he said up until this point, he would have said... You know the ancient knowledge of the Egyptians because that's what they up to this point that's what they've been preaching to. Yeah, now at the thirty yeah. third level, he said. But for some reason he'd been going to a doctor, an eye doctor, and a doctor had been talking to him about Jesus, and
0: mm-hmm. they
1: he slowly started kind of getting into that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said that when they asked him what religion he was, he said he was a Christian.
0: Oh, and, gosh. Not,
1: and not only that, he asked them if the, if any of them guys had been reborn.
0: Oh my gosh. I guess that didn't
1: go over very well. It did not go over well. And matter of fact, they said, no, we're not here to talk about, you know, that we're here to talk about you. And so he left and went out there and then another guy came out and he said, Hey, did they ask you what religion you were? And the other guy said, yeah. And he said, what did you tell him? Or he said, did they ask if he was a Christian? Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, yes. And he said, what did you tell him? He said, hell no, I'm not a Christian. And I don't intend to be. And they said that he would be moving up the ranks. And was going to go places. And he said then they came and took him to a different door. This is like a three-day ceremony. The first day he's like checking in. The second day is going through this. And the third day is a dinner.
0: So what happened to the guy that said that he was a Christian, I wonder? I,
1: well, I mean, this was this guy. He just basically said that he went back. Well, he left and went back home. And he said like the Thursday before Easter, it's always like this special mass. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he didn't realize until he went to do this Mass, he'd done it over and over and over again because he was like the head guy at this, at this Masonic Lodge. And he said he was going through it, and now every time he went through it and said some of the stuff, it was just stood out to him how wrong all this was. Because he said... So
0: he, "Excuse me, he was finally realizing... What was kind of going on, maybe. Yeah, because
1: at the 33rd, when he went through the ceremony of the 33rd, they they all came out in black robes. Mm-hmm. You, they had the, the, the pulled over their face where you could barely see their face. They were walked around with people with swords, guiding them around. They did the ceremony. They had four holy books. They had the Bible, the Quran, the Book of the Law, Alistair Crowley's book, and the Hindu scriptures. And they told them to kiss the book that meant the most to them. Mm-hmm. But then they had a, a human skull. And they had this drink in it and they made them drink from it. And they said, uh, may this wine I now drink become a deadly poison to me as hemlock juice drunk by Socrates should I ever knowingly and willingly violate violate the uh, same. And then um, someone dressed as a skeleton came out and put their arms around him. And he said, um, and may these cold arms forever encircle me should I ever knowingly or willingly violate the same? So basically, they're saying if you ever tell these secrets, mm-hmm. do you you know you're giving? It's a death penalty, basically. Oh my gosh! Um, they said that all the prayers never ended with. They had prayers, but mm-hmm. they never mentioned Jesus's Jesus' name. Is out. Never. Mm. And the praises always would end with "So mote it be."
0: So mote.
1: Yeah, M O T E. Mote.
0: What the heck does that even mean?
1: That's what you turn the TV off with the moat control.
0: That ain't what that means. <laughs> no, it's just, it's
1: really commonly used in witchcraft, and uh, it's obviously there, Yeah. but like, uh, what do you call it, Spiritual spirituality dealing with nature, like pagans. Mm-hmm. And in reality, that's what we're looking at. So, how did the Masons come to be? They became what they are in 1717 in England, and... They kind of started up, and they started as a pagan religion, which basically they worship the sun, the moon, what have you, that type of stuff. Um, you, you know, it, it all comes because of taking the blood oaths like they do. Like when they put the knife in your chest and tell you to swear to do this, and mm-hmm. you got a noose running, that's a blood oath. In the original days, they actually would cut your finger mm-hmm. and make you do that, which you see all this all the time, you yeah. know, in TV shows and stuff about cutting their finger. doing that. That all came from the Masons. Each level that you go up, they have you worship a different type of god. It could be Egyptian, it could be Persian, it could be Greek. Uh, but once again, that's pagan ideology—a uh, worship which goes straight back to the Kabbalah, which is—it's an ancient, I guess you could say, uh, Jew- Jewish book that it, it ties all religions together. It's really not a religious book; it just basically says do good things, and mm-hmm. good things will come to you.
0: I wonder um, how early, like which presidents, do you think? Do you think president the early presidents were masons? Or? I would
1: say out of the forty-five presidents or whatever we've had, probably thirty-five of them at least have been world leaders. At one time, when you looked at uh, like Hitler, for example, this is a pretty cool story. Hitler doesn't get much credit, and deservedly so. He yeah. doesn't need much. Uh, but he knew what was going on, and when he first took control in Germany, the first thing he did—the very first thing—was to wipe out all the Masonic lodges.
0: No, anybody who
1: was a Mason, he had arrested.
0: Wow! Uh,
1: all of the stuff that was in their churches, they pulled out and, and that, destroyed. Uh, what do
0: you call that a
1: uh, pot black, or what do you say that or uh, pot calling the kettle black? Yeah. Okay, no.
0: I don't understand. That.
1: Well, you got to—if you don't know a lot about Hitler. Hitler's ideology was completely screwed up, but what he thought he was doing was creating a master race by getting rid of the Jews because he liked the whole... It's funny, he liked the blonde hair, blue eyes, yet he didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm-hmm. He was he was wanting to create a master race, and he didn't think you could create that if there were people running around that he didn't deem to be part of that race, and mm-hmm. that's why he uh, got rid of all the Jews. So they, they kind of fell in that category. Now he actually, uh, when they ended up taking over Europe... Same thing happened over there. They got rid of all the the churches. They pretty much wiped out Masonics all through Europe mm-hmm. during his time in there. Now, what they found out this was this is uh, interesting. They all this damages were done to churches during that time, uh, Catholic churches, Roman, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Protestant churches, all, all these different types of churches. And then when they went in through the damage to try to to clean up the rubble or fix things, they found um, devil worshipping altars and stuff hitting. Hidden within the church, really. So they were using the churches as a front for this, but in turn, actually worshiping the devil at other times.
0: Oh my gosh! And
1: some of these cases, uh, the members of, of of the Masons that were actually doing the Satan worship were actually uh, deacons or actually the priest or, or minister of the of the Christian church that they were over. But they had the, you know, to they had to create the image to the people that they were great people to get the following, to get what they wanted out of them.
0: That's that's insane to me.
1: It is. So let's talk about some of the symbols. Um, You guys have seen these symbols everywhere, probably didn't even realize they were Masonic. Pull out a dollar bill and look on the back. Left-hand side, you've got the the pyramid with the all-seeing eye over top of it. Now, that eye's got a couple of different names. The eye of Satan, the eye of Horus. Let's go back to Aleister Crowley. He did the Book of the Law, which he said was spoken to him by his guardian angel, which was Horus, which was one of the gods of Egypt. And that's who gave him that. Well, this eye of Horus is one of the things used in Masonic Lodge, but they've changed it to become the uh, all-seeing eye of Satan. You see that all the time right over top of the pyramid on a dollar bill. Pyramids were another big thing with, um, with the Masons. They like the idea of a whole bunch at the bottom, very few at the top, and that's kind of where a pyramid is. In, in um, biblical terms, a pyramid is bad because anything with three points is supposed to symbolize bad, just like a pentagram. They're into pentagrams. Now, with a pentagram, if one, one point is up, that means good two points are up and one point down that means evil. That's why when you see Satan worshippers or you see anything to do with, with witchcraft, it's always the two points up kind of making the devil horns. That's what the, about
0: our microphone?
1: What about our microphone? That's not a pentagram. Oh, well
0: there's two things three things down and one well, thing Well then
1: up. we have an evil microphone.
0: Well, I
1: can't do anything about that. We
0: gotta get rid of it. It's
1: an evil microphone.
0: Ew, we have to get rid of it.
1: Now let's talk about the all C&I real quick. What the the theory behind the all-seeing eye, or the devil's eye, evil eye, whatever, pervade in most recesses of the human heart and will reward us according to our merits. When it comes to the um, religion, we'll call it, of the uh, Masons, they don't really have a per se religion, but they also don't believe in what the Bible will tell you about... um, Accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, they mock Jesus Christ. They Some of the um, ceremonies they, go, they do, they will have like seven candles in, in uh, lit. And, you know, most of these Masonic lodges, they don't have windows. They don't want light getting in. They don't want anybody to see what goes on. So they're in total darkness because that's the way they operate, in darkness. And they will light the candles, and they'll have the seven candles, which is supposed to represent all seven of the major... Um, uh, religions. I mean, you've got one for Jesus, you've got one for Muhammad, you've got one for Buddha, and so on and so forth. And the last one is Jesus, and that's the last one that they extend, extinguish. See, the, the they look at all religions exactly the same. They think the Bible is exactly the same as the Koran, is exactly the same as the Book of the Law. They don't see one being any, any other. Uh, they think, just like in pagan rituals, they see Jesus and Muhammad as equals. They just say they're both people who did good and led people, but that's it. They don't believe in, in any of them being a god or what have you. Their god is Lucifer.
0: So they don't believe in heaven?
1: They believe in heaven, but they believe Lucifer is the god. They believe, they almost believe in some situations. Some people believe that Jesus and Lucifer are the same person in the way that they do that. It's crazy. I
0: don't like that.
1: It's crazy. Um but let's talk about some of this other symbolism. Let's talk about the G. Everybody's seen the Masonic symbol It's got a uh, compass at the top and Then it's a G and Then it's a square at the bottom Yes And when I say square I mean like the little yeah. L-shaped tool that you use mm-hmm. The G stands for Great Architect Doesn't stand for God Stands for Great Architect Who's the Great Architect? Satan That's the Great Architect That's what he's commonly known as uh, Through all kinds of different cycles The compass Depending on who you listen to some people will tell you that from the Masonic lines that the compass is to keep your mind focused, be composed, stay focused. And the square is to always remember to do the right thing. Now, most people will tell you that who've dug into this that going back to Egyptian beliefs and these pagan beliefs, it's all about the man. Remember I told you that women weren't allowed in and we talk about that. The reason men are allowed in, it's all about their pee-pee. Their
0: pee-pee? Their
1: pee-pee. Nova JJ. Nova JJ. Because it's all about. They think that life, everlasting life, has got to do with the fertility of the man. They used to wear these things almost like aprons made of sheepskin to cover it up when they would walk into the Masonic lodges, and that's why they would did that. Why?
0: Because they get excited when they see another Masonic (laughs) lodger?
1: Probably. (laughs) But but that was the reason that they would do that, and and they use this symbol a lot. um, I can't remember the term. Opalesque. Uh, Or something. It's like... uh, Think of the Washington Monument. You know, just the long, straight up point on top... Um, but but thin, not like a pyramid. Mm-hmm. That's called an uh, opalask, I believe, is what it's called. They're big into that. That's one of their big things. If you go to a uh, cemetery, you'll see a lot of those with the Mason symbol on it. Uh, the Washington Monument is one of them. So one of their symbols is that, and it's uh, it's all a phallic symbol. It's all representing the penis. Okay, because but... that's the fer- fertility. So basically, men are the reason that anybody exists. It has nothing to do with Adam and Eve. It's all got to do with men. Or what's there, and and they'll tell you that that compass represents the man laying on top of the woman, and the square is the woman.
0: Okay, but without the woman, he's not going <coughs> to reproduce. So what? I don't get it.
1: But she's just a tool, according to
0: oh, you man, these I swear. standards.
1: So that's kind of where that at. The uh, the the other symbolism that I want to bring up because this is kind of probably the biggest one is the number thirty three. They are huge into the number 33. There's 33 degrees. Why is this? Well, this is actually a pretty common thing. Uh, they've got, they're have got they all into numerology. And the number 33 is the age that Jesus Christ was when he supposedly died. So there's the first thing. It's a mockery of Jesus dying at 33. Um, as a matter of fact, let me tell you how much they are against it. You know, on on like when you see the year something was built and it'd be so and so AD. Yeah. They don't use AD. They use AL. It's supposed to stand for uh, Anna Lucas, which means the year of the life, or the year of the light, or the year of Satan, year of Lucifer. AL. Um, so on all of their, if you go to a Masonic home, it'll have the AD for when it was built, but it also have the AL, which is about a four thousand year difference, oh because that's gosh. when Lucifer was cast out of of heaven. So you'll notice that they don't even like to use A.D. That's how far against Jesus that they are.
0: Terrible. But
1: they use that 33. They Before they start any kind of ceremony, they take a wooden hammer, mm-hmm. and they beat it three times to represent the nailing of Jesus' hands and feet. There was three times, one for each hand and his one for his foot. So they hit the hammer three times on the uh, table to represent that. Everything they do is a mockery of Jesus. So let's talk more about the 33. But that's the reason that they, they use that 33, and that's why there's 33 degrees. But also, they really get into it. Like if you look at latitudes and longitude lines, the first uh, Masonic, home, or Masonic temple built here at uh, the United States was in Charleston, South Carolina, because it was on the 33 latitude.
0: No okay. kidding.
1: What's some other important things that happened on the 33rd latitude? The first nuclear bomb in, in uh, the test sites in New Mexico was on the thirty third. Hiroshima and Nagasaki, both on the thirty three. When that happened, nuclear bombs being dropped. President Kennedy assassination in Dallas. It's on the thirty third. So the thirty third keeps coming up, and they take they have they have a numer- numerical um, number for I guess that's the same thing a numerical, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got each name comes up to a, a numerical amount. Uh, they use like so many letters for each vowel and some, or so many numbers for each vowel and so many for each continent. Mm-hmm. And if your name equals up to 33, they let you go higher in the Masonics because they feel like that 33 is.
0: Oh, like you're special.
1: Yeah, like you're special. And, you know, th- this stuff even goes back to the moon landing. Um, Neil Armstrong, supposedly, uh, they were doing when it the, when the landed on the moon, they were supposedly doing a Masonic ritual um, back on the, before they even got out. Uh, There's some people that say the stuff that they left on the moon, um, like they put the flag up there, but they left some other stuff because Mm -hmm. almost like they were looking for something else. But there was a certain alignment, and that certain day they went, it all matched up to what the Masons, uh, all with this 33 stuff.
0: Well, that is, how is that possible?
1: It's crazy. It's crazy. And then the uh, the other big Masonic symbol is the owl. The what? Uh, The owl, like the hoot owl. The hoot.
0: Hootie
1: hoo. Because um, they practice everything at night and now it's nocturnal, so that was kind of their thing. But the big one is 33 and the pyramids and the CNI. Yeah. Um, if you look on a dollar bill on the back left hand, you've got the pyramid, you've got the CI on top of it, and there's a Latin phrase underneath of it. And that Latin phrase stands for New World Order. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what it stands for. Uh, so even okay. on our dollar bills, which guess who, guess who was uh, behind the dollar bill? And the only person on the design board that was a Mason, Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin was a Mason. George uh, Washington was a Mason. Thomas Jefferson was a Mason. Uh, And if you think some of these people were all Christians, you're completely wrong. Uh, Thomas Jefferson hated Christianity. Uh, If you really go back and read the Constitutions and the Declaration of Independence and, and, and those things that were written back in the day, you know, they mention God, but it's it's not like the the people who originally came over that were so devout Christians that uh, you know they based everything on there from the Salem witch trials and, and everything mm-hmm. else. But um,
0: so, isn't there something like? Isn't there like a red bracelet or red string or something the, that people wear that that's what that means? Well,
1: it's that goes back to Kabbalah when we talked about Kabbalah. Kabbalah is uh, to get a little deeper into it. It it comes from um, Hebrew Judaism, but it, it's not a uh, a book about God. It's basically a book about nature. It goes back to the pagan rituals of, of the sun can do this, and the earth can do this, and the rivers can do this, and the moon can do this, and it's not God has anything to do with it. Oh. Now, if you go back to uh, the Bible, the Bible's got about 17 lines in it that tell you that not to put anything into astrological signs, that they don't mean anything. They were, the, the heavens and the earth were put there. Uh, the you know, the, the uh, planets and stuff were put there to affect weather and change and stuff like that and not to be used as a forecasting method. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what this book turns around and does. But there's a lot of celebrities that are into Kabbalah now, which basically says, hey, I don't believe in any type of God, but I believe mm-hmm. in nature.
0: Oh, okay. um,
1: and they wear a red string around their hands so you'll see several celebrities do that but um, I mean back in the time we talked about Hitler back in the time when Hitler was doing his reign you had Joseph Stalin in Russia you had uh, Winston Churchill in um, uh, England and you had uh, um, Franklin Roosevelt in the United States all coming together and all three of those guys were Freemasons. Wow. So it's yeah that's
0: Man, it really makes you think.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. It's like I said, you know, we let everybody make their own decisions. Sure. But I'm reading straight out of the masters of the of the, uh-huh. of the Freemasons, their book. They flat up say Lucifer is their god. Um, like I said, uh, Albert Pike is the one that said that they don't tell anybody in the lower parts because they don't need to know they intentionally mislead. And uh, let's, let's face it, Lucifer is the master of deceiving. That's what he's known for.
0: I know. But it seems like somewhere in the world, that like us, read about it, and I mean, does people not? Well, I mean, they say they're masons, right? They don't have that fact. Do no, they? I
1: mean, I mean, there's obviously masons, but they don't know what they're doing. But they, they, I, just, I they just, they just, they just think they're doing good, and most of them have the best of intentions.
0: Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, like we have read up on some of this stuff. And I just can't believe that other people have not read up on this stuff and know Masons and not said, hey, do you not realize what this is? Well,
1: they do, but once again, this is why we were talking about maybe not doing a show because we don't want the backlash from it. You can tell somebody, I mean, how many times have you seen a guy and a girl that she's cheating on the guy, right and left, everybody knows it, and you go to the guy and then he's like, oh, no, I I, I think you're misunderstanding. You know, you don't see it when you're in it. You know, some people do. That's how they've tried to. You know, that's why you got people that stepped out and started talking about these things. Yeah. But for the most part, people people don't want to believe it if they're in it because they're thinking, well, I mean, I've been doing this for eight years, or ten years, or mm-hmm. twenty years. There's no way this could be the case, and that's that's the way they feel about it. Yeah. You know. But you know, they. I mean, I
0: sure I sure would have never thought of the Shriners that way.
1: And the Shriners ever, and you got to be a thirty second degree, which is like the top like of the, the top, top to the,
0: be. I never. Is that why they quit the Shriners Circus?
1: I think they just didn't like those little big cars. That's it? They didn't drive around in. Oh,
0: well.
1: I, I wouldn't th- wear one wear those stupid little hats.
0: Well, I don't even know what to say about that. I don't I mean, it really makes me think now because, I mean, like I said, I never would have thought of, in a million years anything like that. I always look at the Shriners doing stuff for the good, which they are. You no, know, I mean,
1: you got Shriners hospitals well, and course, all that stuff, so. Of course. But once again. Are you going to be able to get people to follow you and carry out your agenda if you're doing bad stuff? Yeah. I mean, they're not. Wow.
0: Well.
1: I mean, the the situation in Norway uh, a couple of years ago where the guy went in and killed like all those people that were at that little camp, bunch of kids and stuff, he was a mason. You know, you got people like Sammy Davis Jr., uh, President Clinton, President Bush um all them guys were masons all these mm-hmm. big shots and you got all kinds of celebrities jay-z is a, is a mason
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean you you name it and they're out there there's a bunch of rappers out there that are masons there's a so bunch of musicians
0: this, still still to this day there's no women no women none okay it's because we smart that's why
1: yeah. i mean they might be on the cleaning crew i, oh, I knew
0: he was going to go somewhere i mean that.
1: eventually them guys are going to need a sandwich then what are you going to do <laughs> guys that's the story we uh as promised it was our longest show um we hope you liked it i know it's probably wouldn't as funny as some of the other ones but to be honest with you it's not really as much of a laughing and joking topic as as most of them are i do think it's a pretty serious topic and i wanted to present it that way so hopefully you enjoyed it and hopefully you can spread the word and uh you can have a bunch of people tell you you're crazy and shut your mouth and you got no business talking about it like people tell me <laughs> <laughs> well we'll
0: have uh, what are we talking about next week
1: um i don't remember we're, but we are going to do the uh for shorts and giggles this week is on uh, la Yorona. don't <laughs>
0: no. i won't i swear i laugh at that every time you say it i don't know why
1: <laughs> but we're going to do that one on uh and please go to our youtube page like us on facebook twitter uh blah 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 um like if you I don't said,
0: like us pretend to like yeah.
1: us and the iTunes reviews thank you we've got th- like five really good ones this week uh so if you guys can keep getting those itunes reviews we appreciate it that's that's how we really know uh what you guys are thinking and feeling so yeah
0: we do appreciate it and it's so good to see those good reviews i know um we've got a lot to work on i'm sure um we're trying to do better every week but um just keep sending us those um responses and keep listening and tell everybody you know because we enjoy doing this every sunday
1: yep and um also, remember to like our Facebook page. We put some cool stuff on Facebook. We do like a scare of the day, which is pretty cool. Sometimes it's a scary picture. Sometimes it's a story or it's a mm-hmm. link to a um, like the 10 haunted, most haunted places in Connecticut or something. But we also do a funny of the day where we throw some uh, some memes or some jokes or something up there that are sometimes paranormal related. Sometimes they're not.
0: Yeah, funny um, of the day is usually our faces. so And
1: it's usually vulgar. To be honest with you. I don't usually. I'm not real clean when it comes to comedy. Uh, and then, like I said, we do updates on the show and stuff like that. Sometimes we'll put a poll or something on there. It's pretty cool. So if you if you like that, just join that, and you can keep up with the show a little better.
0: Say
1: that again. It's pretty cool, I guess. What? That's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one of my horrible renditions of somebody. Um, but anyway, yeah. So there's that. Don't forget the t-shirts are on the website. at com. And if you want to help the show out, you can donate there. But, like, uh, no pressure. Um, you yeah. Know, we you love you guys. Up,
0: we just want you all to listen. Yep. That's our biggest compliment right there we can get.
1: People don't realize, and I didn't realize myself, that as we start doing this and we get more and more listeners... Uh, our cost actually goes up for what it costs to have the website up, not the website itself, but the, uh, the hosting for the podcast because they only give us so much bandwidth and I didn't understand any of that. And to be honest with you, I still don't. All I know is the more people that listen, the more we get charged. So, and
0: that's still okay. And
1: hopefully the show keeps getting bigger and bigger where we can get a huge bill every month. So (laughs) that really don't make sense. No. But we love you guys. We appreciate you listening. We hope you like the show. Uh, we'll get back to a little more fun uh, ourselves show next week even though I can't remember what the topic is. So that's, yeah. that's how in tune I was to this one. But I did post what all the topics were a couple of weeks ago on the, on our, uh, our fan page on Facebook. So see if you remember our Facebook page. One of y'all will probably write me and say, you said it was going to be...
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, hopefully you will. <laughs> but we got a,
1: well, I know we got a bunch of cool stories coming up. We're going to be talking about the Stanley Hotel um, in Colorado. We're going to be talking about... Um, what else were we talking about? I don't know. I wrote all this shit. Oh, down. no, we I got a bunch of stuff.
0: It. I mean, we, and then we change our mind almost every week. So yeah, you we, never we, know what we you're definitely get.
1: got the Aleister Crowley show coming up. I put it off uh, last uh, this week to do this one instead, uh, and then last week I put it off again to do the music one. So he keeps getting pushed back, but he keeps popping up in every show, so it really don't matter.
0: Uh, so, he gets on my nerves. So a little bit. we love
1: you guys. We thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.
0: Y'all have a great week. <laughs> They would like to thank you folks for kindly dropping in. We're all invited back next week to this locality to have a heaping helping of their hospitality. Hillbilly, that is. Y'all come back now. Here.